Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Well, welcome to this new year and this new series as we begin over the next few weeks looking at this book of James. It is a short book. It is packed with practical wisdom on how to live our lives when we're under pressure, when we're facing challenge and difficulty in our lives, which seems like an appropriate thing for us to be looking at as we begin this 21st year in this 21st century. And we know that when we're under pressure in our lives for different reasons that our character is revealed when we're under pressure, our integrity is put under the spotlight. And I want to just begin quoting another James. This is James Cameron, who was the director of the film Titanic. And James Cameron said that the Titanic is a metaphor for life. We all know the story that the Titanic set sail in the year 1912. It was declared as being unsinkable mainly because it had 16 watertight compartments in its hull that meant that up to four of these compartments could rupture and take on water. But the theory was that the boat, the ship, would continue to sail. But we also know the the sad truth that in 1912, the ship sank. And the theory, the understanding at the time, was that four of these compartments must have been ruptured when it hit an iceberg and therefore the ship sank. But actually it was in 1985 when a group of divers went to the bottom of the ocean floor that they realised that there was no long gash in the side of the ship. But in fact what had happened was that one compartment had been impacted and this had then affected all the others. And the risk for us is that we divide our lives into compartments. We compartmentalize our lives of work and family and church and friends and the list goes on, thinking that what we do in one area of our lives doesn't impact the others. But a life of integrity is one that is not divided into compartments at all. And it's this life of integrity that James is calling us to here in this book in the Bible. Seven times we read this word in the Greek, teleos, which means to be whole, to be complete, to have integrity. And so this book in Scripture is calling us to walk the walk, to live lives that mirror the words and the life of Jesus whom we follow. James was the brother of Jesus. And we read at the very beginning of of this book, do keep the words open in front of you, in verse 1, that it's written to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. In other words, it's written to every follower of Jesus. And if these words in James sound familiar as we go through them over the next couple of months it's because they are they're 
they are shaped by the words of Jesus, particularly through the Sermon on the Mount. So keep an eye on the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount as we read this book together. But as we begin this new year, I want to give you and myself two very simple resolutions from this book of James. Now, the book of James is not actually theologically complex, but its challenge comes in living out what we read here. And the first resolution that I want to give us this morning is this to keep going in the faith. Keep going in the faith. Since last March, when lockdown began, I have slightly been forced to take up running, to go jogging in the park near where we live. And I don't like running. I I really don't like jogging. In fact, Every time I see someone jogging, I feel so sorry for them because they look like they're in agony. And I realise that's because they are. Running is painful. And I went out for a run on New Year's Day, early in the morning. And if you remember, it was below zero. It was quite dark when I went out. There was light snow. And everything within me was screaming, don't do it, stay at home. But the real battle began when I stepped out of the house. The battle of just putting one foot in front of the other and not stopping, but keeping going. Perseverance in the faith is one of the great battlegrounds that you and I face in our lives. And that's why James writes about it here in this book. He tells us in verse 3 that perseverance or endurance, as we read in some translations, comes from the trials and the difficulties that we face in our lives. James is a realist. He doesn't hide from the challenges of life. He was leading the first Christian community in Jerusalem, this early church who were facing persecution and poverty and temptation. James knew firsthand that life is not easy and that you and I, as we read in verse 2, will face trials of many kinds. Even now, as I stand slightly shivering in this building, it's cold, isn't it? January and February are cold months. They're dark. It's a time when many people struggle with their mental health. And on top of that, we're many of us in tier four. It's lockdown. I mean, it's called tier four, but it's lockdown. We're wondering, will our children go to school this week and next week, or will we homeschool them? Many of you will be going back to work tomorrow, probably from home online. And we continue to face isolation. These are tough times. And on top of that, We've been praying for the Underwoods, for the Stricklands, for many of you who are going through really difficult times in your lives. There are times when we feel that God is distant or that he's somehow silent. Times when we question in our faith, when the crushing blow of sorrow and pain can just seem 
too much. James writes here in verse 12, blessed is the one. Can you hear that echo of the Beatitudes, Jesus' words? Blessed is the one, writes his brother James, who perseveres under trial. I really believe that God wants to say to all of us today, keep going. Don't give up. Press on in the faith. Keep reading your Bibles. Keep praying. Keep meeting in small groups. Keep loving your neighbours. Keep trusting in God and believing that he will lead you through the difficulties that you are facing in your lives right now. One of my great heroes of the faith is William Wilberforce mainly because here is a man who endured and persevered through huge difficulties as he was fighting to bring about and abolish the slave trade. Eleven times Wilberforce brought his bill before Parliament. Eleven times it was rejected. He faced hatred and slander and death threats and hundreds of politicians who were against him but it was finally on the 26th of July 1833 that the act for the abolition of for slavery was passed in parliament after decades decades of Wilberforce persevering and enduring when asked how he did it he said it was God's persevering grace in his life God perseveres with you and me his grace continues it is unending he is faithful he stands with you now in whatever you are facing and so we are to persevere to keep going to press on in the faith James writes in verse 2 these words, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. Pure joy. We read many times in scripture of this sense of joy and suffering. But I don't find this in my own life. I'm sure for many of you, it's not that we would say that we experience joy when we are suffering. Is James saying here in these words that we're to grit our teeth and to pretend that we're joyful when we go through hardship and difficulty. Of course he's not. That would go against the very essence of teleos, of what it means to have integrity and be whole. We're not to rejoice because of the trials and the difficulties that we're facing. We're not expected to, to cheer when we're finding life hard. But we are to rejoice because of the work that God does in us and through us as we persevere through difficulty. Verse 4 says, let perseverance finish its work so you may be mature and complete. Teleos. It is God's work of maturing us and growing us through hardship. 
In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all things, not just the good things, not just the things that we enjoy, in all things, in the tough times and and through the tragedies of life, God brings good out of hardship. God brings good out of evil. God brought good out of the horror of the cross. Resurrection was only possible because Jesus endured the cross for you and for me. So keep going as we enter this new year. Don't give up. Just focus on putting one foot in front of the other. And keep going in the faith. Ask God to give you strength for today to persevere, to endure in spite of everything that you may be facing. The second resolution is this. Keep seeking God. It's during times of hardship and difficulty in life that we risk losing perspective We risk losing perspective about who God is, about his nature, about who we are and what God is doing among us. We risk being overwhelmed by our circumstances. And James writes here in chapter 1, verse 17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And the next verse, verse 18, I want to read from the New Living Translation. And it reads like this. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. The starting point here is that God is good. He gives good gifts. God chose you and you are his prized possession. We need to know that in our minds and in our hearts. Some of you need to hear that today. God is good. He has chosen you and you are his prized possession. Because once we can understand that, that frames everything that we then go on to read in this book, in this book of James, not just the whole Bible, and in these verses. Because what it means to seek God is to stand against temptation. James touches on one huge temptation here in our lives, money. And if you look through the verses 9 to 11 that we heard read, look at them now, you'll see we can hear Jesus speaking through the Sermon on the Mount. No one can serve two masters. Do not store up treasures on earth. Don't listen to the lie of the world that says, earn more, spend more, have more. James also hints at another temptation here, sexual sin in verses 14 to 15. The problem is whatever temptation you and I may be facing, and we all face temptation, if they begin to take hold in our lives, we cannot keep going in the faith. We find that we do stop praying, we stop reading, 
Scripture, we stop gathering together. We drift. And that's what the devil wants. The devil does not want you and me to grow in our faith this year, to keep meeting together, to keep praying together, to grow. But God is good and he wants us to grow in our love for him, our trust for him, our understanding of who he is. God doesn't tempt us. We read that here in verse 13. God wants to give you his good gifts. And one of those gifts that we read in verse 5 is wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. When we're facing trials in our lives, the storms of life, temptation, we need godly wisdom. James says here, ask all those of you who trust in God will receive godly wisdom. And we need that godly wisdom to help us in the coming weeks and months. We need that godly wisdom to to see the, the sin in us, the temptations that we're facing, to shine a light on those areas of our lives where we need to turn from evil and turn towards God. We need that godly wisdom to help us persevere in the faith. The goal of these resolutions, to keep going in the faith and to seek God, is seen in verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. The much spoken word corona means crown but I want to remind you as we begin this new year I want to reassure you I want to tell you the truth again that it is not going to be COVID-19 that will have the last word in this world it's not going to be disease It's not going to be poverty. It's not going to be injustice. It is going to be the crowning glory of our Lord Jesus Christ who will reappear again one day as we all see him in his fullness and his wonder and his glory. This is our finishing line. This is what we are aiming for. This is what we keep in our sights as we press on in the faith, as we seek God together this year. So let's be resolute to press on, encouraging each other, praying for one another, gathering together in ways that we're allowed to, seeking God and keeping our eyes fixed on that finishing line, the crown of glory, as we seek to live lives of integrity that radiate and shine Jesus to everyone that we meet.